Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 416, looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 4 through 6. Let's read a passage. About eating food sacrificed to idols, then. We know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is no God but one. For even If there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father. All things are from Him, and we exist for Him. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. All things are through Him, and we exist through Him. This is Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth. He had founded the church at Corinth five years earlier on his second missionary journey. This is now his third missionary journey. He's in Ephesus, and he's writing this letter to the Corinthian church. He's heard some disturbing reports about the factions and divisions in the church. He's got some guys with him in Ephesus from Corinth, and he's received a letter from Corinth asking about some specific things. So he had addressed the issues of the factions and some of their problems in their thinking and theology, And start in chapter 7, he's addressing their questions. Almost for the rest of Paul's letter, it's dealing with these questions. Up to the end of chapter 15 are the questions that they have asked. They ask, what about marriage? So he told them in chapter 7, all about marriage. And the takeaway was, marriage is good. Don't get a divorce just because you become a Christian and you think you'd be more spiritual to get a divorce. Stay married. Stay in the condition in which you were, in which God called you. And now in chapter 8, he's beginning an issue about what about food sacrificed to idols? Now remember the background, it seems, is going on here is these people were all in the pagan culture. Other than those who were faithful Jews, all the Gentiles were part of the pagan culture of Corinth. And Corinth is a messed up town. Remember, it's Las Vegas on steroids. It is a very immoral town. In fact, in the Greek and Roman culture, to act the Corinthian was to be acting immorally. So it was a a tough place with a lot of loose morals. There were pagan temples everywhere, and all the pagan temples have these feasts that are all in worship to the pagan deity, and many of them have a lot of prostitutes involved in the cult worship. And this is what these people came out of. And they seem to have the idea that, hey, we're Christians now. We know that idols are nothing. So what's the big deal? Go into the pagan temple and engaging in the feast with our friends. We know it's not anything. We're engaging in worship. So what's the big deal? So Paul started this back at the beginning of chapter 8. And In verses 1 through 3, he actually never addressed the issue. What he did was he went to a higher level. Before we even talk the issues here, we've got to talk some foundational principles. And that is love surpasses knowledge. Because he quoted them about their knowledge. We know everything. And the idea is we know about food. We know about idols. We can put that together. We're smart people. Paul said, well, Love, actually, is what you operate on, not just knowledge. Not that knowledge is bad, but knowledge without love 
will really send you astray. So he gave that foundation in verses 1 through 3. Now he's getting down to the subject at hand. Verse 4, he says, about eating food sacrificed to idols then. Okay, I started to tell you, but I talked about love. But here's the word on food sacrificed to idol. We know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is no God but one. Now he's quoting them here, two specific quotes from their letter, or at least their sayings that they throw around, probably from their letter. An idol is nothing in the world. And actually, Paul would agree with them here to a certain extent, because an idol is worth nothing. But keep in mind, idols actually do exist. Now, do they represent an actual deity? No. But the idol itself exists, and there's a whole lot of understanding in people's minds about that that is very different from the Christian understanding. And there is no God but one. And Paul would absolutely agree here 100%, because he's the one that taught them that. So he's quoting them here, and this is their basis. Idols are nothing, and there's no God. We're the followers of the one God, and idols don't mean anything. So what does it matter if we go to the pagan temple? We don't believe that. Now, verse 5, he says, For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords. Now, this is confusing because he just said there aren't these so-called gods, but then even if there are, and there are, what he's doing here is given the subjective reality of the pagans. The objective reality, that is what's for real, he just addressed. An idol's nothing in the world. There's no god but one. But the subjective reality that the pagans live in is there are many gods, many lords. And we can't ignore that. So we've got to be careful. And this is where the issue of love versus knowledge, or knowledge played out in light of love, is important in that just because something's true, be careful how we deal with that truth. Because love means we care about other people. Not that we let them live in lies, necessarily, but we are sensitive to other people and their perceptions. Verse 6, Yet for us there is one God, the Father, and all things are from Him, and we exist for Him. This is Paul speaking here, and probably at this point the Corinthians would agree in all of this. There, there is one God, God the Father, and all things are from Him, and we exist for Him. Now that right there, though, is setting things up for what's to come. Because we exist for him, meaning our ethics flow out of this. Not our reasoning. So not just because we're smart people and we know stuff, because we know what's right and what's wrong. That's how we're going to live. Our ethics are God. We exist for God. And we do things basically is an outflow of that. And there is one Lord Jesus Christ. All things are through him, and we exist through him. So this is a contrast to the, the many gods and many lords. For us, there is one God, one Lord. God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ. 
And this isn't so much a, a Trinity lesson. This is a one God. There is one God, a one God only lesson. And everything here, the Corinthians would agree with. He began with a quote from them, and he hasn't blatantly disagreed with it. He's qualifying it some. No question about there is one God and only one God. But the issue is the idols. And they're not saying idols don't exist. What he says is they don't mean anything. Well, from an objective point of view, in that do they actually represent real gods? No. Are they real? Do they exist? Yeah, well, they know they're real. They exist. But the issue is, what is the subjective reality of all the other people? Because all this has been setting up the foundational idea of love, meaning our concern for others is a big deal. And now he's setting it up here as, well, you have these idols, but it's not just what we know to be true. But what do others think? And so it's we just got to be sensitive about other people. And that's what he's saying here. He, he agrees with them to a degree. Idols are not real. Monotheism is right. There is but one God, our God. But he's setting up for what to follow in that what you do affects others. And he's going to go further. Back down in chapter 10, he's going to actually talk about, and there is a spiritual reality to this idol worship. And it's demonic. So yeah, the, the temple to this particular pagan god with its idols, is there really a pagan god that these idols? No. Is there a demonic reality behind this? Oh yeah. So be careful by just discounting that, saying, eh, the idols don't mean anything. Well, they mean something to a lot of people, and there's demonic activity behind what's going on there. So as we deal with this in real life, it's not just a matter of, hey, we know it doesn't mean anything, so it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter to them, and what we do affects them, and there actually is a spiritual reality going on here. He's still just laying the groundwork here. We'll get into the real meat of it here next time. So thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.